Welcome back to the 49ers Got Mail podcast, sponsored by Manscaped. Excited this week to be joined by Fox Sports veteran sports broadcaster Shannon Spake, who will be on the sidelines for, well, kind of on the sidelines for Sunday's matchup against the Seahawks. Shannon, first thing, we made it. We made it to 17 weeks of the regular season. Are you surprised at all that we made it this far? Yes, uh, and and thankful, and all of the above. I, I remember, I think it was like week two or three, that I just thought to myself, I just don't know how long we're going to do this. Like, and, and, you know, I get tested every single week for COVID and every week I'm like, this is the week, you know, this is the week that I'm going to be shut down. And yeah, thank goodness. And, and just, it really goes to show just the NFL and the players, you know, when we first started, obviously the, the, there were zero cases. I, I did the, I covered the Atlanta Falcons game. I want to say it was maybe week three or four and we had the first player that tested positive. And obviously we've had a lot of positive tests and, and a lot of contact tracing, but they've continued to roll on, which I think is just really uh, the adjustments that they've made in terms of whether or not we play on Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or whatever. It's just been great to continue and, and to get to the end of the season. Yeah. Looking at just everything, you talk about going back and hearing the first player that that tested positive for COVID. What has been the biggest surprise for you looking at this NFL season? The ups and downs, players are going on COVID lists, some teams playing without quarterbacks. Is there something or someone that just has stood out over the course of these last few months? Yeah, I honestly think for me, the, you know, we obviously we know that fans and and being a fan of of a team, it, they are what make like the entire experience go. And I don't really think that I realized that until this season, because I've done games where there's been no fans. I've done games where there's been 5,000 fans. And then I was at Dallas last week and there was 30,000 fans. And I got to tell you, even when there's four to 5,000 people in, in the stadiums, you can feel it. You know that there is a difference. You can feel how weird and strange and flat it feels when there's no one in that, in that uh, stadium. And, and I, don't think that I really understood or appreciated that aspect of it until it was taken away. Yeah. I think if looking back at the 49er season, I think they only had two games where they actually had fans in the stands. And the first one was in uh, new Orleans where I think it was only 3000 and then going to Dallas. And now you have 30,000 fans and, and it was the closest thing to feeling like, normal. I know that word is not even a real word in 2020, but it was the closest thing I think that these players have felt and then seeing a lot of faithful in the stands. So that was definitely exciting, especially as we look forward, hopefully turning the page to 2021 and that comes down the line. But uh, Shannon, you'll be joining play-by-play Kenny Albert and color analyst Jonathan Vilmont as the sideline reporter for Sunday's game. But I want to know how has your role changed this season covering games and, and having these broadcast meetings, which have now gone virtual What's been the biggest adjustment for you guys? You know, I don't really hate the Zoom meetings that much. I, I feel like, you know, in the past we would just do conference calls. And I do think that the Zoom meetings have allowed us to have more more face-to-face with, with the away teams because we would usually just do a conference call. Obviously, we used to get to go to practice and we used to get to sit with the home team, which we have, you know, we can't do. And, and I do miss that. I miss the hour before those teams come out. Uh, for official warmups on Sunday, because that was a time that I could walk around and and chat with players, chat with coaches, and and just uh, 
really kind of chill atmosphere, kind of sit with them if they're stretching, sit on the bench with coaches and just kind of chat. And I, I miss that tremendously. It's very different up in the stands. It, you know, if you have to do a halftime interview, I, I was in Houston and I had one coach that was completely on the other side of the stadium from where I was going to interview the other coach. And, you know, you're running through these, these concourses and trying to get from one side to the next rather than just walking through the end zone. So it's certainly been a lot of adjustments. It's been a lot of planning ahead, especially like, you know, that you want to talk about a story on Sunday. You're not going to be able to talk to that guy for a couple of minutes Sunday morning to get last minute info. You have got to be so much more front loaded in terms of your research and your preparation. But uh, listen, I have said that I will, I will report from the bathroom if I have to just to <laughs> continue to keep, you know, keep the players on the field, keep people employed, uh, keep the product going. And, and obviously just to be a part of the game, because we still are very much a part of the game and we're all moving through it together. And it's been patient, like patience has been the word and coaches and players have been great this season. This podcast is sponsored by Manscaped, the official grooming partner of the 49ers. Try Manscaped and get 20% off and free shipping with code 49ers at manscaped.com. That's 49ers for 20% off at manscaped.com. Yeah, absolutely. And, and keeping uh, the viewers informed. So we definitely appreciate that. But I want to go back to these broadcast meetings. You get to kind of talk to these players on both sides of the field. And I want to start with the 49ers changes at quarterback. You lose Jimmy twice this season to a high ankle sprain and Nick Mullins makes eight, eight starts in his place. And then you lose him to an elbow injury. Now input CJ Beathard, who mm -hmm. had such a heartbreaking story and on nearly the year anniversary of his brother's passing, he leads the 49ers to that win over the Cardinals last week. Uh, if you've had the chance to talk to CJ Beathard at all, what have you, learn from just talking to him and and what have you seen out of him in his limited sample size yeah i'll go one step further i covered cj at iowa uh, you know i when i worked at espn i covered college sports for a long time and i actually covered mullins <laughs> and in his college days as well and so i'm always and it's the first thing i say to these guys when i'm on these conference calls and these zooms with them is just like i have a different like i feel proud you know when i see some of these players who i covered in college who are now living out their dreams in the nfl I, I think CJ, I mean, certainly with what he has experienced off the field, so awful and, and just devastating. And for him to get into the, you know, onto the field and, and, and play the way he did. But also I, I think that the, I, I think what, what one thing that we kind of overlook is just the Kittle Bethard connection. You know, I mean, like Bethard like text him when he found out he was getting the start and said, I really hope you're on the field. And I talked to Kittle yesterday and he told me, like, I said, I'm going to try everything that I can to be out there for you, brother. And I just think that that is so cool because he does have a buddy out there. He is someone who cares very much about him and has been in his sort of life for a very long time and contributed to a lot of his success on the field, whether, whether it be at Iowa or, or now, obviously at San Francisco. So yeah, yeah, I, I think that this year has been incredible. We actually, I covered game, the week two game against the Jets. So we were there when Bosa went down and the first time Jimmy got injured. And it was incredible, that game, just in terms of what's going to happen next. Yeah. I think Kyle Shanahan, uh, we talked to him earlier today. I think that he has handled everything that has come his way this year 
so flawlessly. I, I just, at times you think he's just going to throw the clipboard because like another thing happens and you just can't believe what they're having to deal with. And I just feel like he has handled it really, really well. And that has set the tone for this entire organization. Absolutely. And you talked about you got to cover CJ Beathard during his time at Iowa and you brought up his name. So that means you got to cover George Kittle too. Before I get to my question about that connection between the two, how have you just seen George just develop over the time, over his first four seasons in the NFL to going back to when he was at Iowa? How do you not love him? Like <laughs> I like linebacker used to be my favorite position. Like I just love the linebacker position. And now when you have tight ends like George Kittle, like how do you not love that position? They're so they have such personality and such flair and they go out there and they play at such a high level, especially someone like Kittle. And I, I love talking to him. I love having conversations with him. I love watching him play. He didn't play week two and I was just totally bummed. I talked to him yesterday and I told him like, I am just so thrilled that you're going to be on that field because when I cover games, like you're like, I want the best players out there. I want to see them out there on the field. And I mean, they could have, I mean, think about it. They could have easily shut him down for the year. And Shanahan said today, like that was never an option. If he was ready to go, he was going to play. Like this is, this is a guy who, who wants to be out there and is so much fun and, and not only fun, but such an important part in terms of the energy that that team gets having him on the sidelines or having him on the field. It's invaluable what he does from just a motivation and energy standpoint. Yeah. Uh, you talk about CJ start having George Kittle on the field, missed five, six games with a foot injury was on a pitch count, but still doing George Kittle things last week, led the team in yards, four receptions, 92 yards. Uh, Kyle Shanahan brought up the juice that he brings, even if he's not playing on the field, just what he brings to the locker room. I want to know in your history of just covering the NFL, covering college sports, covering NASCAR, anything, have you ever noticed or witnessed a person, player, athlete who is who can just change the energy on the field the way George Kittle can? It's hard to, to find. It really, really is. I mean, there are certainly you feel the energy when big plays happen, right? We last week we had the Philadelphia Eagles at the, at the Dallas Cowboys. And when Deshaun Jackson caught that pass up the middle and ran it in for a touchdown and did his little flip, like you could feel the energy when a defense gets a stop on like a big play and they come over, you can feel the energy, but he Kittle is bringing it all the time. And you, I know that those guys on the field, I, I think Beathard was telling us like that, that Kittle will come in and he'll be just yapping like in the huddle. And, and, and Beathard said he's trying to like listen to what Kyle Shanahan is, is trying to say to him. But but Kittle's like talking like, did you see that? I got that guy. I got that. Like, so you just know that out there, things that we don't even see, just so, so valuable. This podcast is sponsored by Manscaped, the official grooming partner of the 49ers. Try Manscaped and get 20% off and free shipping with code 49ers at manscaped.com. That's code 49ers for 20% off at manscaped.com. Yeah, hands down. And and I think just watching him, he's a guy that just loves to play the game of football. He is excited to be out there. And you talked about it just a little bit earlier. Kyle Shanahan said that's a guy that he's, if he's able to play, he's going to go out there yeah. and play. So uh, definitely a, a asset for 
CJ Beathard to have in his second start this season. But looking back to last week, um, looking at the 49ers game against the Arizona Cardinals, was there anything that you learned from that game? 49ers, they're obviously out of playoff contention, but managed to play spoiler a little bit in Arizona's postseason hopes. But was there anything you could take away from that win? Yeah, that they're not, I mean, no matter what has happened this year, no matter what they've experienced, no matter who they've lost, no matter how that team looks, they're they're not going to go down. They're they're fighting till the very very end. Uh, we talked to Warner earlier today, and and he said exactly that. He's like, some people might look at these games as like worthless and meaningless, but they're not to us. These are division games. These are division opponents. These are games. This is another opportunity for us to go out and play football. They have one more this weekend because they know that their season is done. One more with this group that you don't know how it might look different next year, right? You don't know if there's going to be guys that are going to stick around or guys that might go to other places. This group right here that's been through so much this season and continues to push forward, uh, that's, I mean, it's, it's, that is it, right? And that's what you learned when you saw them last week. You saw that they did not, they're, they're not going to stop fighting. That, what you just said just kind of brings me to, I, it kind of went viral and that was J.J. Watt had a press conference and he was talking about players giving up on the field and, and he's saying, you know, regardless of our record, regardless what is or what isn't at stake, you know, he puts his all into the game and, and he wants to be surrounded by players that have that same mentality. Now, when you look at this 49ers locker room, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, they emphasize bringing in guys who love the game of football. Despite being out of contention, Shanahan wants to finish out the season strong. Having a chance to be the only team in the West with a winning a winning record uh, in the division. But he said he still thinks that there's a lot to play for. Have you picked up on this mentality when you talk to these guys like Fred Warner and George Kittle and so on? And, and do you think it's important for this team to finish out this season strong in order just to kind of show teams like, hey, this might not have been our season in 2020, but this is what you have to look out for in 2021. Absolutely. And it, I mean, like I said, it just shows that these guys are, they're they're strong. They're going to fight no matter what, no matter what is thrown their way, they're going to continue to fight. And I definitely think that you, you go out with a couple of wins. It doesn't matter. It was funny because Andy Dalton said to us last week, like when he was at Cincinnati, they won two games one year, but it was the last two games. And it really gives you a lot of momentum leading into the off season. And as you start to rebuild for the following year. Interesting note right there. Okay. Let's preview very briefly Sunday's game. Uh, looking at Seattle, it's a different, I don't want to say it's a different team, but it's a different feel than we had when the 49ers played them in week eight. It feels like Seattle may have found their groove. Defensively, the team was on track to give up the most yards in NFL history, had that late season turnaround, which now I believe they're holding opposition to 13 points a game. We know what their offense is capable of, but when you look at Seattle and their defense, what has stood out to you? Yeah, you're right. I mean, the defense has, has certainly come on incredibly strong. Um, when I was talking to some of those guys, they, they, they were not happy with the way that it started early. Obviously, they were winning games, but they weren't happy with the way that they were playing. And they turned it around. They, they, they held each other accountable, and they started to move forward. And, and they're like, I mean, this offense for Seattle, not only do you have Russell Wilson, but you've got Chris Carson, who's a battering ram, and you've got, and you've got obviously, the threat with DK down the field. So it's going to be a really, really, really tough, tough go for these guys. 
it would certainly be an interesting matchup for the 49ers going into Sunday extremely shorthanded, but you brought up a name, DK Metcalf. One of the matchups I'm looking forward to most is himself and Jason Verrett, uh, who's had an incredible season. We saw what he did last week in Arizona against DeAndre Hopkins, holding him to under 50 yards when you know what a guy like him is capable of. But can he put up a repeat performance in one of his healthiest seasons since 2015? Definitely excited to see that. But Shannon, I know you have to go. You still have to have a few more of those broadcast meeting talks to some of the players on the Seahawks. But Shannon, thank you so much for joining us on the You Got Mail podcast. We can't wait to see you on Sunday. Thank you so much. Be safe. Likewise. 